they all have uh, different uh, ways of learning and some of them might, might take uh, slower, some of them might take them a little bit more than others. So I just, I would just say you uh, to be patient and if you see that something's not working, maybe try like a different technique because everyone has like a different way of uh, learning things. So if you see that they're not uh, uh, learning it in one way, maybe try another way, maybe try being more hands-on. Welcome to Highest Aspirations, an education podcast that explores the world of English language learners and how we can make a greater impact. Each episode, we bring you voices from across the ELL community to discuss the issues that matter most. Highest Aspirations is brought to you by Elevation Education, your partner for ELL program management and instruction. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Highest Aspirations. I'm your host, Steve Sophronis. As you may know, Elevation gives five $2,000 scholarships to English learner students every year. On this episode, we talk with Take the Pledge Scholarship winner, Paula Martinez. Paula graduated from high school in Soledad, California, and is currently studying business administration at the University of California, Irvine. Like our other scholarship winners, Paula brings an important student perspective to Highest Aspirations. Listeners will surely appreciate her sincere reflection of her experience as an English learner, as well as the advice she offers for both students and teachers. If you're interested in learning more about our Take the Pledge scholarship, you can visit takethepledge.net. Before we get started with our conversation with Paula, just a quick reminder that you can stay connected with us by joining our EL community at elevationeducation.com slash EL community. There you can leave comments about this episode and others. You can also engage with great content like our Whiteboard Wednesday short video series, blog posts, and articles. And I should mention that all of our Take the Pledge Scholarship winners are profiled on the EL community. Finally, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This will help us continue bringing you the best topics and guests on Highest Aspirations. Thanks as always for listening. Here's our conversation with Take the Pledge Scholarship winner, Paula Martinez. Paula Martinez, welcome to Highest Aspirations, and congratulations on winning the Take the Pledge Scholarship. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be doing this podcast. You know, when I found out that I was receiving the scholarship, it really made me really happy because uh, because of the financial support I will be receiving. Oh, for sure. It makes us really happy, too. You have no idea when we get the pictures of people with those giant checks at their graduation, the whole office here in Boston. We're very far from you. You're in Soledad in California, but, um, but we, boy, we are so happy when we see those pictures. So it's, it's our pleasure. We're happy to support you. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. So I want to start with just, just kind of getting into the basics here. So where is your family originally from um, and why do they decide to come here to the U S that's kind of the first question I'd like to ask you guys. Uh, so my family came from Mexico and I guess like uh, other immigrants, like their motive for coming to the United States was for economic opportunity. I guess you could say that. And they, my family has been here about 19 years, 20 years. And I think they have gotten that economic opportunity that they were seeking. That's great. And we're able to provide you, it looks like, with a, with a quality education enough to 
um, to, to go on to, to college studies next year. So they must be really proud of you. Yeah, I, I would say they are proud of me uh, as, I have, as I am of them. Great. Mutual admiration. That's wonderful in a family. So you went to school in, as we mentioned, Soledad, California. Um, and you had told me in our first conversation that the Upward Bound program there had a big impact on you as a first-generation college student. Could you tell us a little bit more about how that program impacted you um, in that way? Uh, yeah, so what Upward Bound is, it's that it's a federally funded program uh, that aims to help first-generation students with going straight to a four-year university, and that's what they've helped me do. They helped me through the college application process, and they helped me stay on track during the academic uh, school years during my high school career. And during the summer, we, uh, there was a, a summer program where uh, the participants would go and stay at CSU Monterey Bay. It's a local four-year university uh, where I'm from in Soledad. And we would, it's a residential program, so we would actually stay in the dorms and we would be taking classes and it would be about six weeks. And yeah, it kind of, it was like if we were leaving a college life during the summer. So that kind of got us prepared for, uh, you know, uh, university life. Sure. Yeah, those programs are so crucially important and not everybody has access to them. I'm really glad that you had access to that. And as you mentioned, being able to spend some time at a local university and actually stay there and see what it's like. Um, do you feel like that sort of prepared you? I mean, you're about to start this whole new journey. Uh, yeah, it definitely prepared me academically as well as like personally, because uh, we were taking, you know, classes and they were six weeks long. So you could imagine like the pace, like how fast it went. Mm -hmm. So the workload was intense. There was nights that we had to stay like past uh, midnight to study, like for midterms and finals and presentations and whatnot. So it definitely did help me academically and personally as well, because uh, it kind of got like my parents uh, like used to not having me around. Yeah, I guess I'll kind of that kind of ease the like when I actually go to uh, university in uh, the next month. Sure, I'm sure it was as useful for them as it as it will be for you. That's not an easy thing to do, <laughs> for sure. Um, that's great. So I want to like shift over a little bit to like you know someone as someone who, who has overcome probably more than a few obstacles to get where you are now as an English learner, um, I'm sure people would like to know a little bit more about your experiences. Could you talk a little bit more about your trajectory from when you started with school to kind of where you are now? And I know that's a long time. That's, you know, years of academic, um, an academic journey, but any highlights there, like what obstacles that, that got in your way and how you overcame them to, to get where you are now? Well, luckily for me, I'm kind of in an area where uh, the majority are immigrants. So they, like the local community, they have a lot of resources for us uh, in terms of like in English le uh, learning and uh, other programs. So I didn't, I guess I didn't, I didn't have it as bad. But yeah, I've had to overcome a few obstacles to get to where I am today. Uh, 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 obstacles from school to personal 
But at the end of the day, you just got to remember why your parents uh, came to this country. And I, I, guess, I guess that's what kind of what pushed me to succeed in all my academic pursuits and whatnot. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that your family, if you've mentioned already a few times, it clearly has kept you grounded. But then you mentioned that you are lucky enough to, to be in a community um, made up of a lot of immigrants. Are most of the people in your community um, Spanish speaking and from Mexico or is it a varied community? Uh, no, I would say that they, the majority of my community are uh, Hispanic and Spanish speaking. Yeah, which must make it easier easier when you're out in the community and and chatting with people and making connections. Um, and you know, there are of course a lot of communities. I think you alluded to this that are they're not like that. You know, in some cases you have people that are coming from places like Syria and they're coming to a community where you know there's not a lot of diversity at all, or there are lots of people who speak lots of other languages. So unique challenges in unique places. But I think what they all have in common um, is you know, for us to understand as a country and as a society that 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 these folks are are assets and they're bringing really rich cultures into our country. And it sounds like you have that kind of rich community culture there, um, albeit mostly Hispanic in your community. Would you say that that's that that's uh, accurate? Yeah, I would say that that's uh, fairly accurate. Accurate. Yeah, like I said, we have a good bond, like here in my community, and uh, we're pretty much united. That's great. And so the community and the family clearly had a profound influence on you and continue to have a, a profound influence on you, which is wonderful. Curious about academically shifting back to school. Is there a, is there a particular class or a teacher that has had that kind of impact on your education, either academically or personally up to this point? You don't have to shout out names if you don't want to, but you certainly can. That's completely up to you. Uh, yeah, uh, during my, well, I've had a lot of teachers that have had an impact on me uh, one way or another, whether it was positive or negative, even <laughs> if it was negative, uh, it did help me in a way. Uh, so yeah, uh, especially in elementary school, I had a lot of that uh, posi- positive impact, like that positive influence. Uh, and then middle school, it was kind of like, uh, like, positive and negative but uh either way it helped me uh and then in high school I actually I actually like encountered a teacher he wasn't really my teacher he was just a he wasn't like specifically my teacher but he was just a teacher on campus and we started talking and uh like he helped me a lot with like my college with the college application process and with writing like the personal statements uh so I would say he had the most like the most impact on me because as I got to know him I realized that we have a similar background and that you know uh with his help I was able to get into some really good schools because he helped me with the personal uh insight questions and whatnot yeah yeah you know, reflecting on the, your answer to that question, it's funny how you, know, you talk about elementary school, there were some, there were some positive things, and, and then middle school was, there were some positive and some negative, and then in high school, you came across someone who, although he wasn't your teacher, someone that helped you, and I find that, like, I have children of my own, and I was a high school teacher for a long time, two of my children now are, uh, are in um, middle school, and one of them is just, just going to high school, so I can totally relate to what you're saying, where, like, that middle, those middle school years are, like, it's such a hard time for everyone. Um, but hopefully, as you mentioned, like some of those not so positive experience maybe helped 
um, help you kind of become more resilient um, or shape your personality in some way. But as often as the case, you know, you run into somebody at a larger campus at a high school who may, may not even be your teacher uh, that helps you. And that's, I think that's a pretty common story among, um, among students that are kind of making their way into along to the next step via high school. Yeah, I could definitely say that because uh, a lot of students actually go to him, to the teacher that has helped me a lot. And like I said, he's not even like their teacher. Yeah, well, whoever he is, he deserves a lot of credit. I'm sure he's helped a lot of people, you included. Um, so what part, what part of your educational experience up to this point would you say you're most proud of? Uh, I would say that uh, I'm most proud of like taking taking advantage of all the resources available to me, uh, whether that's uh, dual enrollment classes and like the Upward Bound program or like uh, scholarships, you know, Uh, because with all of that, uh, it has helped me, you know, further my educational uh, journey. Like, for example, with the dual enrollment classes, I... I took several, and then with the upward with the CSU and B classes with the upward bound program, I took a few as well, and so that has helped me now uh, have a sophomore standing at the university. Awesome, that's amazing. So I guess that's uh, something I'm really proud of because instead of doing four years, I'll be doing three years. Oh, you should and be I- proud of that. That is that yeah. is unbelievable. Congratulations. Thank you. And I'm actually really close to being a junior, so we'll see about that. I'm so, a few uh, units away from being a, a junior. Okay, and you haven't even started. That's You haven't started yet, yeah. right? You're about no, to I haven't start. started. That is unbelievable, Paula. And so, so uh, here's a follow-up question to that, because there are lots of opportunities available to you, right, as a student, um, more, more, possibly more in some communities than in others. But he, my question is, and I asked this question to, um, to the other Take the Pledge winner who is on, her name is Melanie, it, how much of that do you think um, of, of finding those opportunities is, is up to you as the student, as your own motivation? And how much of that comes from sort of people letting you know and pushing you to, uh, to apply yourself and to take advantage of these opportunities? Yeah, uh, so most of the times, like, they will be advertising these resources, but most of the times, this is not the case, so you actually have to, like, look online and dig deeper for those resources, because sometimes they're not um, as advertised, so that's, I guess that's kind of the problem, you have to look for it, you have to apply yourself to look for them, and you have to... uh, just kind of realize that you're kind of on your own. So the, uh, you, you shouldn't rely on anyone else to tell you about these resources. You have to look for them yourself. Yeah. And, but there's just so many resources available now to find, you know, well, it's almost like there's so many that it can be confusing, but if you, I suppose if you focus on it uh, and look for what's available to you and specifically look for the things that you feel like are going to help you the most, you know, you'll find them. And then it's just about applying yourself. So that motivation is key. Um, and I feel like if we could, uh, if we could make, make it so that everybody is as motivated as you are and some others, there'd be lots more opportunities available. But that's good to know for everyone like anybody listening to this that, look, there's, there are opportunities um, to, to give yourself, for example, um, uh, a little glimpse of what college life is like through Upward Bound like you did. There are opportunities for scholarships that take the pledge scholarship, for example, that, that you receive from Elevation. 
Um, and then there, you know, there are opportunities to do these amazing things like you've done, which is to make sure that you, if your freshman year is complete in college, you'll be done in three years, which is amazing. So that's, that's awesome. That's really good advice. So let's talk a little bit about your future, um, which is really soon. You're going to the University of California at Irvine. Is that right? Yeah. Have you chosen a major? Uh, yes, I'm actually a business administration major. And what led you to that? Uh, you know, it's a, everything's a business, uh, whether it's like a nonprofit or like a firm, you know, it, it operates as a business because you have finances coming in and you have to do all that accounting to make sure that, you know, the budget, the budget is right. And, uh, just like different management techniques, you know, like everything's a business. And so I guess that's kind of what attracted, attracted me to it because it's, uh, it's such a practical major. So I was like, okay, uh, that's what I'll do. And I took a business class with my community college uh, a semester ago. And I actually found that I really liked the class. So I was like, okay, this is for me because it was like an intro introduc introductory course. And so we learned about like uh, finance, accounting, information systems, marketing, all that of how to of how a business could be successful. And I was really interested in the material. So yeah, that's what I'll be doing. And as for uh, what specifically I would like to do within business, I'm not sure yet. But uh, UC Irvine has a really great uh, business uh, program where the business administration majors actually have their own uh, like career counselors uh, just for them, just for, for, just for the major. And so they kind of like help you and uh, with the, with choosing what you want to do and they even help you get like internships and stuff. So you could uh, try out the different uh, fields of business. Amazing. It sounds like you've done your research and sort of, you know, understanding that everything's a business. I love that quote. I think you're absolutely right. I don't think there's any, anything you're going to learn in there that won't be valuable for just about everything. Um, and, and then, you know, being able to take a, a course, a class and just testing the waters a little bit and finding out that you understand it is great as well. And then going to a program where, you know, you have very good resources, um, available to you once again, that you, I'm sure given, your past will take full advantage of. So that's great. Congratulations on not only um, being about ready to start your college career, but really um, it sounds to me like you've done a lot of planning, a lot of thinking about what you want to do. And, and you know, th if, if I may offer a little bit of advice as an older person, things change over time, you know, and you got to be ready to kind of, um, to kind of make adjustments, but certainly the path that you're on is one that, uh, that is, that is only going to help you. Uh, yeah, I understand that. Thank you so much uh, for the advice. Uh, and yeah, I understand that things may change, but I mean, you just got to go with what you want at the moment and then uh, kind of take it from there. Oh, for sure. And as I mentioned, more importantly than things may change, you are absolutely, I think, given our conversation on the right track. So that's great. So what are you most looking forward to about uh, just college life in general and perhaps being a little bit more independent? What's, uh, what's the thing that most excites you? And maybe what's the thing that most kind of like you might be a little nervous about? I'm kind of nervous about the academics uh, just because UC Irvine is on a quarter system. It's not on a semester system. Interesting. So what yeah, so a semester is 16 weeks, 
and the quarter is 10 weeks. So you can imagine how uh, fast paced the quarter system is. So I'm, I'm kind of scared about that because, you know, it's, it will be fast paced. And that's why this, uh, this quarter, I decided to only take 12 units because I'm, I don't really know what I'm getting myself into because it's going to go fast. Yeah. And then uh, after, after this quarter, I'll just, uh, be t- I'll take more units. Yeah, test the waters a little bit, especially given that you have a little flexibility that you've you know, you've you've taken lots of courses already through the dual enrollment program. Yeah, so I'm just gonna kind of relax this quarter, and then also to accommodate well into that transition from high school to uh, university life, and just to kind of explore the Irvine area as well. Yeah, yeah, that must be exciting. Explore someplace new, and you're gonna be living there on campus. Yeah, it's great. I'll be living on campus. So I guess that's uh, what I'm most excited about living on campus and just getting to know my uh, like classmates and like peers, uh, making friendships. Uh, and UC Irvine is a lot different than my community. Like I said, my community consists of like the majority are Hispanics. Uh, and over there, like demographics are uh, a lot different. Uh, over there, it's, I believe, like 40% uh, Asian and then like 20-something percent white. And then it's like, I think a little less than 20% Hispanic. And uh, the re- like, there's not a lot of uh, like the other races. Like yeah, that university is going to draw a different kind of demographic, you know, kind of a college town type type vibe to it, I imagine. I don't know a whole lot about it. I've driven through there. It's beautiful, but, um, but I'm excited for you. That's great. So here are, here are possibly the most, the two most important questions that I have for you that can help sort of others that are listening. Um, and, and there's a two part question. The first part is what advice would you give to, um, an English learner, uh, who's coming to school and maybe is just starting to sort of learn English? What, what, what recommendations or advice would you give to that student when they're navigating those, those language challenges? That's part one. I'll ask you part two after. Uh, okay. So I would say that uh, some advice that I would give to them is to, uh, you know, you could it, like some people, everyone's different. Some people might uh, learn the language faster or grasp like the concept of the language faster than others. So if you are starting with someone and you see that they are far more advanced than you are, uh, don't let don't let that get you down. You know, everyone's different. We all learn differently. And so I would just say that don't feel discouraged if you see that someone else is learning faster than you are, uh, because at the end of the day, you will uh, you will both uh, reach that end goal whether it's a little faster or a little slower, but just to know that you've finished that end goal is uh, something that you should be proud of and you shouldn't feel discouraged. Yeah. Great advice. Everybody does learn differently. And then if you think about all the different pieces of language, whether it's reading, writing, listening, or speaking, everybody's different with those specific pieces as well. So, you know, that, that's really good. The other recommendation, or the other, not recommendation, the other question that I have, the other part of the question is, we have a lot of teachers and educators who listen to this podcast. So what advice would you give to a teacher who maybe has not worked with a lot of students who are English learners? What what can they do to best support those students so that they can achieve what you have achieved 
um, over the over their academic careers? Uh, so I actually were I actually could uh, I was actually an intern at an elementary school, so I worked with uh, some students, and uh, it's a lot of work. You know, I could see it from their perspective how hard it is for that for the students to grasp grasp a concept. So I would just say like some stuff that I would tell myself when I was helping the children is uh, just to be patient. And like how I said, uh, how I answered the other question, uh, you know, they all have uh, different uh, ways of learning and some of them might, might take uh, slower, some of them might take them a little bit more than others. So I just, I would just say you uh, to be patient and if you see that something's not working, maybe try like a different technique because everyone has like a different way of uh, learning things. So if you see that they're not uh, uh, learning it in one way, maybe try another way, maybe try being more hands-on or something, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, it's wonderful that your answers, it's two things that I love about your answers, more than two, but I'll, I'll express to you. One is that the advice that you gave the student is almost the same as the advice you give the teacher, which is everybody learns differently. So just be aware of that. Don't get discouraged if you're a student. If you're a teacher, also don't get discouraged. Try different things. Um, yeah. It's crucially important. And it seems common sense and it seems obvious. But, you know, the way that education is, things, things change very slowly, unfortunately. But what's happening now, and if you look at a lot of the research and a lot of the, the, the success stories, it's all about differentiating. It's all about understanding that everybody learns differently and really getting into the minds of these students, especially if they're English learners, because what happens with language, if somebody doesn't necessarily have the language ability, but they're a math whiz or a science whiz or they're great at history or whatever the case may be, that can be very hard to see. So we have to really understand students um, personally. I'll stop there because I could go down a long road of my <laughs> educator <laughs> jargon. But I love that you brought that up because from a student's point of view, you see that, right? And, and, that's, and that's, that's crucially important that we understand that, not only from a research perspective, but from the perspective of someone like you who is the product of a good education. So I have one more question for you, Paula, and that is um, we have this kind of like ongoing list of books and resources and films and all kinds of things that we constantly add to. And I'd love to hear if there's a book or a film or another resource, whatever you have in mind that has had an important influence on you that you'd like to share with listeners. Uh, you know how they say that the more you read, the better, like, especially when you're learning a language, and uh -huh. the more you read, it's the better because the more uh, vocabulary you will learn and you know, whatnot. Sure. Uh, so when I was, uh, I think it was like a second or when I was a second or third grader, I always enjoyed reading those magic Treehouse uh, books. Oh yeah. I read those to my uh, son. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I would always read them and after I would finish one book, I would start another. And I guess I kind of had like a, a positive influence on me because I just kept wanting to read more and more because those books really let my imagination be like wild, you know, because yeah. they would go on crazy adventures. And I guess I had a positive influence uh, just because I would read more and I, I would entertain myself as well as, you know, learning new vocabulary and yeah, it would help me a lot. And there's like so many of those books. You can never finish them. Right. Right. It's and they amazing. Just keep coming, coming with more and more. 
Yeah, it's genius. That series is genius. And I just like, my son's just at the point now where he's kind of reading on his own. And now he's unfortunately into like reading Pokemon stuff. But uh, but but Magic Treehouse, we had a good run of Magic Treehouse for a while. And I think he still once in a while takes him out. But yeah, that's a great recommendation. Nobody's brought that up. So I'm glad you did. Well, Paula, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Um, you're really truly an inspiration for so many students and for us here at Elevation for what we do we're really proud to be able to, to help you in, in some small way um, achieve your goals, which I'm sure you will. I wish you, on behalf of everybody here at Elevation, the best of luck um, as, you, as you begin this exciting journey at UC Irvine. And um, please keep in touch with us. And, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And again, uh, thank you and your uh, organization's uh, help for, for that uh, financial support that will helped me a lot in my college journey. Thanks for listening to Highest Aspirations. If you liked our show, please be sure to join the ELL community at elevationeducation.com slash ELL community, where you'll find all the episodes of Highest Aspirations and other resources to help educators maximize the impact on their English language learners. Also, let us know how we're doing by writing a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts.